This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to our last episode of season three. Wow, the last episode! How exciting! Yeah, it's very exciting. Are you relieved? <laughs> I mean, a, a little bit, yes and no. I honestly can't believe that we've kept this going. This is our longest season ever that we've had. Just in general, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe we just kept that like, kind of going. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It is the longest season ever. I, I'm not so much relieved, but like more. I actually, I genuinely feel accomplished. You know what I mean? I'm happy that it's good come, it's, i'm happy that it's come to an end but not because it's ending you know because it, it's just a milestone it's just the next milestone yeah I, I think that the goal going into this this year i brought this to you i was like i want to continue this as a more weekly thing we've done like a 20 episode season and a 10 episode season or 12 whatever 12, season, two, season was. two was 12. um and i was like i just want to give this a go to like continue this for longer and it, it does require more continuous effort we've got to line people up week to week there's a lot more on the back end and a lot mm. for you editing preparing all of that um but i think we did a great job continuing that and and keeping going for so long um and for a few reasons we'll explain later we are going to take a break for season four um but i am proud of us yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just had a flashback though um of sitting in your kitchen. Yeah. Season 1, that was in 2019, um December 2019 I think we started the first one, season episode 1, and uh we were just getting drunk with Eleanor, our co-host, if you're a listener from way back then. Yeah, if you're an OG fan. Yeah, I don't know. It was before we were dating. It was before mm-hmm. COVID. The world was a different place. And it's kind of crazy to think how far we've come in three years. I know. And and this week, so uh, we're recording this mid, uh, early, mid-December-ish. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure when this will air. But um, things have rapidly changed in Beijing now. So much so that it's just bizarre, one, how quickly the virus is. Um, spreading to people that 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 are nearest and dearest to us, so that it's quite scary. Yeah, I think it's the weird thing. Over the first two years, we didn't really know anybody in China who was getting it. Like, just none of our close friends, our circle of people, nobody was getting it. And now, all of our friends, people we know in Beijing, it's just spreading a lot more. Um, the good news is, I don't think it's as severe. People are having no, some, not this strain. But it's, I mean, I guess week, this is what but... you get. You, you kind of complain about. Oh, it's locked down. It's restricting us lives and all these things. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll just open up. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody's getting sick. I'm not sure if this is the way to go. I, I don't know. I do think this was what it was going to come to. I'm glad actually it came to this and not a severe restriction the other way from what happened a few weeks ago. 
Yeah. I'm glad this is the response, though. I am glad this is the response, too. And not too. the other way that it could have been. Yeah, it's, but... it's the best case scenario. Yeah, I mean, well, I, mean I hope it means... I there are better cases scenario, but... I hope it um, means uh, things are going to open good. up more for China. Like, yeah. this is what we've all kind of been waiting for, but it is going to be interesting for the next few months to see how things do go with this response. Mm. But <sighs> we'll be doing it out of the country because I'm going back to Blighty to yeah. see the family. Yeah, so this is a big news. You're going back to the UK. Yeah, I'm week. so excited. And, and you know, I'm, and this is why I just want to... When this airs, like, you're going to be in the UK. Pun? When this airs, you're going to be in the UK. Oh, my word. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, And I... I'm just, I just want to stick around the flat until I leave because everybody I know is getting COVID and I just don't want to get sick before I go. Not because I'm worried about getting it. It's just, I don't want to start my trip with an illness. No, I'm scared about getting it right when I go home because I'm going to go home too, which I'm very excited. I'm going to leave about a week after you. And I'm worried because everybody we've known who'd gone back to visit family or leaving China, they get it right away. I'm worried to start my trip home with it. So I'm almost like, should I just try to get it now before to get it out of the way? But who knows? You you don't know what's going to happen. So just go up to somebody that you know and trust and just lick the face. (laughs) That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I should lick their face. They would need to lick my face, though. You could, like, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, just one lick each. All right, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm while we're <laughs> while we're trying not to get COVID right now before we both go home, uh, so this episode we actually asked you guys to send us in questions about the podcast, about us, about you know life in China, mm-hmm. and we have some of those things to share today with you guys. It's gonna be some fun trips down memory lane, but also just talking more about how. Day Night China has uh, impacted us and some, uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's nice that uh, people have actually asked us questions or they care enough to um, <laughs> uh, to help us reflect on it as well. So it's a nice way to, to end the season before we go into season four in 2023. So shall we just get into the first question? Mm-hmm. So question number one. Uh, what is your favorite part of doing Date Night China? And what is your least favorite part of doing Date Night China? Um, oh, gee. Um, I guess... I know what my least favorite part is. I know that straight away. What? Um, well, this year we've done a lot more video. And because we wanted it to reflect our community and audience... Um, the subtitles are bilingual. So we have English and Chinese subtitles and the editing process is loads of fun. You know, the filming, all of it, you know, putting it together and then adding the music or the, the, you know, the uh, sound effects or graphics to, you know, bring out the the stories or like really accentuate some of those comedic elements of, of what people talk about. But the, the fine tuning of the videos, uh, the subtitles have just been uh, draining, you know, to the point where it's put me off about finishing a few videos just because it just takes such a, it's just a long process to do on your own. Uh, and I've, I've not enjoyed that this year, the subtitles, <laughs> even though I'm very happy with the videos. Yeah. The videos are great. Yeah. It's yeah. the subtitles are difficult. So thank you for doing that. Mm. But I know that's the biggest thing with like have YouTuber friends and everybody else. That's the biggest part. Everybody complains about it. It's not fun. It's tedious. And then getting the translations. It's yeah. It's ooh, a lot. ooh, and editing zoom videos. 
Because it's yeah. a lot easier when when people come in to record live and we're together, it's very minimal editing because we we just want it to flow and we want it just to, you know, have bear it all, you know, like what's and all and just say, well, this is a conversation. Um, but the Zoom one is just through technical difficulties and top and tailing it to make sure it's coherent and, and sometimes, you know, you you have to let people talk a little bit more because you don't know, you can't, they're not, they're not in the room, so you can't read body language and everything. So editing Zoom interviews, every, conversations are hard it's just too. harder. It's yeah. just, it's, it's not anything to do with the person or what they're talking about. Just technically, it just takes a lot. And yeah, I think we went through a period like May, June, where we were doing a lot of Zoom ones and, mm. and that was kind of just getting to me a little bit. I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't keep doing this because it's just... It's tedious. just annoying. It's tedious. Yeah. 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 So those are two things I hate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going to listen to Nathan hate about things the whole episode. Um, no, th that's fair, though. They are. It, that's tough. I think anybody understands that through the pandemic and challenges doing Zoom anything is really hard and tough. It's just not the same as in person at all. And editing wise. Yeah. Mm. So what's your favorite part? Um, I think uh, my favorite parts have been uh, connecting with the community this year through the videos, but like, because we've done it weekly and inviting people round on oh, this season, <laughs> sorry. You okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, this season, um, we've shifted locations. It's not very dramatic. We've shifted season one and two was in the kitchen. Season three is in the lounge. And um, uh, that's really helped the flow of the conversation because we've got this nice L-shaped couch. And it feels so conversational and yeah, comfortable. And more friendly. And I yeah. think some of the success is to get people relaxed and for us to really click and get on with people is that we've been sat here, nice cozy lighting and the, the mic's around. And, and within 10 minutes, you know, even guests that are nervous forget that the mics are there and they're just talking to us about some very intimate and, and sensitive things or serious things or funny things. Or all kinds of things. Yeah, all kinds of things. <laughs> um, uh, and and I've enjoyed doing that because it's like having, a, having an extended social life, you know, through the podcast, mm -hmm. which has been great. So that's what I've enjoyed this season. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think my favorite would... Yeah, have to be that as well. I mean, it's cliche to say, but the people are always the best part. And that's why we like doing this so much is we get to connect and hang out with people from all different backgrounds, all walks of life. And it is adding like to our social life. We get to have like really interesting and fun, intimate conversations with people. You know, a lot of times when you're going out with people or big parties, like we do lots of big events, even with Date Night China, and that's very large scale socialization, but you don't get to have super in-depth chats sometimes, especially for us as organizers, when we're at our events, we're more worried about logistics and this and this and this, making sure everybody else is having a great time. So the podcast is kind of our time to sit down with people and get to know them and have a real interesting, intimate chat. And it just stretches for hours. And I've really enjoyed that. Like that's recharging in a different kind of way. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a hover. Uh, another thing entirely the, the events like have we got a question about events because yeah, i could yeah we can bring that up okay. at some point yeah That's, okay well because i've got a lot to say about the events <laughs> you know yeah um i i think the other part so my least favorite part of date night china sometimes i don't know if it's my least favorite but it was kind of a, a role i had to learn more about and step into more and that is being a wechat admin and that can be a, a more 
intense and full-time job than you actually expect it to be because we run several WeChat groups and it's just monitoring, uh, making sure people are following the rules, making sure people are uh, abiding by the things, not being too forward. And some people have misunderstood what Date Night China is. They join, they think it's a singles only group. So we've had to make it very, very clear with everything and sending the rules to new people before they join that it's talking about dating and relationships. It's not a singles group. We had some guys in the beginning who would just add all the girls, which happens in a lot of WeChat groups anyways, though, to be fair, I'm added from lots of groups all the time. Uh, but we had to make it very clear that that kind of behavior is not allowed in our community. Um, yeah, just WeChat admin stuff is <laughs> just is a lot. Yeah. And we, and we have multiple groups. Um, and the conversations, it's hard to track, you know, when, when they could happen 24 seven. Yes. And, and we're you not there. To and like so 200 messages sometimes. <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God, I've got to go back to the beginning. And or some people are just angry. It's like, why aren't the admin here right now? And like you get the private messages are like, have you checked the group chat? And sometimes it's very valid and warranted. Like somebody yeah. is being a raging bigot or something terrible has happened. Sometimes it's a very nuanced conversation that somebody didn't get the joke or the style or humor somebody else used. They got very offended. Like it, it I think can be it's anything. Less this year. I remember last yeah, year. I think there because was a we got very strict about booting people right away, though. Like yeah, we did have a period with yeah. was it DNC two? Yeah, I think we just tried yeah. to be very no, and I think it was DNC five and yeah there's a few a few different areas where i think we just had to be more rigid about i used to like be like oh but maybe they didn't understand let's make this a teachable moment let's try to explain to people a bit more but after a while you can't do that with everybody you don't have the time and energy and you have to protect your own like mental space yeah so i'm like no i'm just gonna remove this person from the group now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um again sometimes like it's difficult for people to like wrap the head around because they want you to be the judge, jury, and executioner, and they want you to like exact vengeance and shame that person <laughs> for saying something stupid. And, you know, I don't take that standpoint really. You know, if somebody says something ignorant and it is offensive, uh, then it's working out whether it was born from ignorance. And, and mm -hmm. the remedy for that is, you know, to educate and say and talk to somebody and, and make them see why they can't say that or that's inappropriate or that's inappropriate for this group chat you know i think it's something you need to unpack maybe with some friends outside of this group um and if the, and then if they don't agree to that and they want to carry on then it's like okay now you're being arrogant mm -hmm. i think and you're right stupid. a majority of the time it is ignorance and just stupidness or like yeah you should have shared this meme this whatever in your little small group of friends not in a giant group of people like 500 people from all different backgrounds and different walks of life different languages different humor mm. yeah so that's been an interesting thing i think we've both had to like step into this role <laughs> unexpectedly um okay shall we go to the next question yes okay i'll read this one uh what are some top what are the, the, the what are some topics you would like to focus on more in the future? What have you wanted to do, but haven't been able to because of challenges, time, etc.? Wow, you had a difficult time reading today. <laughs> yeah, I'm just forgetting language now. It happens. You're going to go back to England and just be like, bloop, bloop. I'm like, England, me happy, good, <laughs> see friends, family now happy every day yeah yeah um 
So we actually got a comment along with this, uh, which is very interesting. So we'll read out to you guys. It said, I would like you to present more gay couples who are in a cross-cultural relationship. I noticed that most topics surrounding the LGBTQ community are rather odd, from narcissists to drag queens, while heterosexual stories usually surround romantic love stories. I'm pretty sure there are equally funky heterosexuals in this world, while at the same time, plenty of gay romantic love stories, too. We want it. Um, I have a few thoughts to this. Yeah, it's it's quite a difficult one, really, isn't it? We've, yeah. And also, if you look back on our catalogue this year, we've done a lot of LGBTQ content and guests uh, have come on the show and shared all sorts of uh, stories and experiences. And, you know, I think we're both proud of that, right? I think we've tried really hard to make it even more diverse than we have in the past year. Of course, we are striving to do more and more and more. Uh, But the thing we found is that no matter what we try to do, there's always going to be somebody saying, why don't you do more of this? Why don't you do more of this? Um, And and this person is saying, it's like, oh, there's gay people on, but it's not the gay people I want to hear from. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, okay. (laughs) But I I think it's correct. We have gotten this comment a few times. I I, I think we do want to interview more. (laughs) We do want to interview more. Uh, gay couples and I think that would be amazing we got this comment from somebody else like let's show us some more diverse couples and some more of this um, and more of that and we definitely take that on board and we we want to do that but there's a few factors I was thinking of like why it's sometimes challenging Um, first of all it is people we reach out to and people we can respond back and are willing to share their stories so we we do have you know, our groups and social circles and friends and friends and friends that we try to connect to people that we're looking to be on the show or to share their story. Um, so we are first limited by a social circle and our media that we hope to reach out to more people to find my more diverse stories and, and people. And people reach out to us as well, but we that's, do. Yeah. it's, it's but not that's, as if it's run, you know, inundated every week with requests. Yeah. But it also comes down to sometimes, yeah, who is willing to respond back to output and surveys we put out. And we do get a lot for certain topics, which makes it easier to, to focus more on certain topics when there's a lot of uh, people we can talk to about it. So uh-huh. that that's kind of the second thing in China. As we all know, it's a very sensitive place exactly. with and certain it, topics. So and, and people might not want to come forward yes. because of that as well. Yeah. And you know, and what are you gonna do then? You know, it's it's Yeah, we have to really work limited. against that sometimes and we do with certain people asking for privacy. We've changed names. We, you know, try to, but that change the voices people are still sometimes. very concerned they work and live here in China and they don't want that to affect their livelihood here. So we have to be really concerned to make sure we honor that request for people and find people who are comfortable to talk and, we, and, we, and i think we do find a way I mean, you know if we don't have guests that are on the uh podcast then the, the, there may be an article that might come out from somebody's point of view hmm. um and, and and that's how we do it as well you know um so we do try i mean i, I don't really know what to do with with that Comment. I think I, no. I think it's something we can definitely do. It's something that was brought to us before as well. Like I appreciate this comment, but I, I think it's also good for people to know how we we do try really hard. And um, if anybody has people in mind or or friends or people that they would like to connect us with, that's what we're always really open to as well. There's only so much we can do within our resources and, and output as well. Yeah. Um. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. Do, do, do. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, I thought you were going to read it. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Well, I read the last one. What what is your, what is, what is your love story? What is your love story? You sound a little more excited. (laughs) (laughs) 
What is your or love you story? Or you sound like it's just mine. <laughs> well, that's how I'm reading the question. What is our love story? Like, okay. what from the point of view of the person asking, they've asked us, Rachel, <laughs> what is our love story? Okay. Um, this is something I thought people knew and that we shared before on the, on the pod, but I think actually maybe it's been a while or it's came in fragments. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I thought we mentioned it. If, you've no, if you don't know it, then you're not a true fan. Because... <laughs> no, this actually came from one of our close friends. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, they're not a true friend. Because <laughs> they should know. No, I know who asked it. And, uh, no, thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Um, so we were friends and we were doing the podcast for about eight, eight months or so we've known we, each we other just a little bit longer at Cavity Le Post and that oh, was you're a, going that far back okay. I think we should just brush gotcha. up like gotcha. if people don't even know that uh-huh. yeah we were friends first we had some mutual friends in common we were both at Cavity Le Post which was this great French bar in Beijing yeah it since has closed she seemed like a really cool girl at the time and like, I, I I wanted to play it cool so I didn't ask you for your WeChat yeah you did I kind of felt like that's probably something that you would get a lot so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ask for a WeChat. I'm just going to bump into her again some other time. <laughs> and you did. We did. At the coffee shop. At the Costa Coffee right across from Lama Temple. I was there I, um, ro- working remote and yeah. you walked by and I was so alarmed. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy. I was placing you. I was like, oh, yeah, he was at Cafe de la Post. And you know what I did? <laughs> What'd you do? I didn't ask for your WeChat. Again. I was like, you know what? Now's not the time. I just like, no, this is not the time either. Uh, and then the third time we went to a mutual friend's birthday party and uh, I arrived uh, just after you and there was a seat next to you. And I said, is this seat taken? And you said, no. <laughs> and then we started chatting about our love lives and, and dating. And and it was also the night we birthed um, uh, Date Night China. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we birthed yeah. a child. Uh, yeah, it was at that teppanyaki place. Uh, and then our friend Vincent, the DJ Vincent, came over. And yeah. he, was, he was telling about love triangle he was in. Yeah, and, and the dilemma and everything. So then we got into agony aunt mode. Yeah. And uh, we just thought that classic drunk thing, you know, I was like we should start a band. Oh, then we're like, we should start a podcast. Yeah, we need to be talking and Why is nobody talking about this? You know, like love relationships in China. China. (laughs) Why is nobody doing this? We could be doing this. Um, And then we were drunk and I said to you, okay, I think this is like a drunk idea. But if you like it, text me tomorrow morning and say that you're in. Yeah, we were. It was at KTV. We were drinking. It was the KTV night. So I think we were both like, "Ah, yeah, if you like the idea, let's see in the morning. Uh, yeah. And I woke up and I was like, yeah, I think this is a good idea. And so I added you from that group. I added you. And I was like, yeah, I think this is a good idea. I think uh, we should yeah. do it. And then and then we um, uh, and then that's uh, in less than two weeks. I think you, you said, oh, you've got a friend that'd be great for this, Eleanor. And uh, we sat in my kitchen here before you moved in. Um, and and we just started recording on the laptop and we had a wild night just talking about stuff and um it was great yeah it was wonderful and then Dana in china was born it and was. and yeah we did that so but we were together a lot and we were doing the podcast you know we were doing planning we would we would hang out and it was also 2020 time we thought the world was ending. We were starting to go out a lot, like to Patty's. And like you were on dates. I was on dates. Yeah. We were both doing a lot and just trying to be, oh yeah, oh yeah. Even before the pandemic, yeah, we were going on dates and then 
Because um, that's what we talk about every week. We're yeah. like, so this week, what sort of shit show have you seen? <laughs> uh, actually, you know, it wasn't a bad experience. Um, I mean, and that was the the whole point of Date Night China to start with, is that dating can be a very positive experience because a lot of people struggle with it. Or a lot of people say, oh, I went on one date and and I'll never do it again. Yeah, I think for me, it was just also a, a place to talk about it with people who were going through similar experiences. That's the biggest thing yeah. we talk about with date night China. It's, it's relatable stories. It's things that we all go through and it makes you feel like, Oh, all right. I'm not alone. We're all having interesting mm. or weird or, or good experiences as well. I, I do remember one night, um, when we had been doing date night China very briefly and I had had like a thing with somebody and it wasn't, there was a situation that happened. It wasn't going very well. And I remember you had, uh, said, would well, you want to come over for dinner? I'll cook you dinner. Do you remember this night? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, you cooked dinner and we were just sitting and talking about my situation. This was off the podcast. This was not like for anything, but just us hanging out. Um, and you were so nice and just so thoughtful and you were listening and just asking questions and looking out for me. And um, I remember leaving and just feeling like so, so thankful that I had met you and that we just had this kind of open friendship that we could tell each other things and talk about stuff and yeah. i remember i just remember thinking um from there i was so happy i was doing date night china with you and i think i could feel like our friendship becoming closer like you weren't one of my close friends in beijing at that time i think we it was a new and very sudden friendship with date night china we're both mm. in media let's go for it um and then i think we started becoming closer because of all that time hanging out yeah oh <laughs> yeah. yeah no i remember that night it was sweet yeah, it was. It was really nice. Yeah, and that was like the sort of like the start of you know that was the spark of something growing, you know. But then you throw in the facts that oh well, we do a podcast together with friends. And, <laughs> and well, that was later because you surprised me. Yeah, so let's we were, tell the story of that. Okay, that night. So um, we were. So if anybody remembers Aurora, I think it's still about right. It, it's about, but in 2020, but it, was it was just a hellhole. Nothing yeah. was open, so it was the place everybody would go to after Patty's. It was always a bad choice. So it's like three in the morning. As a woman, my experience there was never good. It was just like you're trying to hang out with your friends or dance. Guys would very aggressively approach you, very creepy guys, and it just was never fun. Mm. <laughs> it was it, it's good stories now, yeah. but back then it was like, well, but sometimes we would go there. It was nothing else open. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and it felt like the end of the world. So we we're like, fuck it. You know. Um, we may as well go, you know, if the world's going to hell, we may as go may as well go to a bar that represents well that. Go to hell with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, it was about two in the morning, and I just thought it'd be a brilliant idea to just uh, pull you aside and just say that I was in love with you. <laughs> Which <laughs> which I got a very like very polite like thank you from you. No, I didn't say thank you. <laughs> like, I was just mm, like, what? Yeah. We were yeah. we had been drinking like I think the evening. We were just all dancing with some friends or whatever. I think you and yeah. I were getting closer together and you just had leaned over and said, I think I'm in love with you. Yeah. And I was like, what? And also I was drinking and like foggy minded. Oh, it's so cringe. <laughs> it's so, it's so cringe. I don't know. People always like this. They're like, wow, Nathan said that. Yeah. But in my well, mind, I mean, it's very I was different. like. It's very different going through it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hearing it. 
<laughs> it sounds romantic, but oh god. Well, I think in that moment I was like, "What? What are you talking about? We're both kind of drunk right now. Like, yeah. Do you mean it?" I just had so many questions right away. So then eventually, I think we were both like, "Let's go sit out in the stairwell next to us and and, and then, talk." But then we talked it to death, and, <laughs> and it was like it was so sudden. <sighs> yeah, and then but the next day I just wanted it to go away, and we met at Wiggly's, you know, so a place. This was a cafe bar where we'd, you know, we did the podcast when we couldn't get into anybody's apartment and uh i just wanted it to go away and i wanted but to crawl into the biggest you hole <laughs> you know i was like oh my god i'm sorry let's just go back to what it was forget it i was drunk this is stupid um because i didn't feel like an overwhelming like wait like anything from you you know what i mean it's i like, was just confused because we'd been such good friends we didn't really like we weren't romantic vibes with each other yeah we weren't flirty you know no. we were just really good friends and so i was just like whoa i was looking back trying to be like have i missed some signs or um you know what about the podcast what about our friendship i was really weighing yeah, all I that love in my you mind was a really big sign that's a that was, that was, that was and really it wasn't even <laughs> But you didn't start out with something slow like, hey, I think I like you. <laughs> I, I think like it was just. I don't do things by Zero house. to a hundred. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but it just took me a while to process that. And then I was like, I don't want things to be weird, but I'm scared to lose the podcast. And yeah. I'm just not sure I'm there yet to respond to that intense confession of love. Yeah. I, yeah. But and then and then but that and then we went through like um, a few months of just uncertainty, but like then building towards us kind of fooling around without his friends knowing and um i think we i thought just we were needed being to have super a super discreet yeah but i think but we it, it, it got <laughs> better because i think uh we were like going back to friends and we we're like fine fine yeah let's just continue the podcast let's keep things going as normal um but then it kind of opened a door in my mind i, I had time to think about it and be like huh oh i've never like really looked at it from that point of view we were never that way before hmm maybe um and it also like changed it to a lower stake situation it didn't feel like a i love you what do we do about this are we serious right away what are we doing it, it changed it to be like hmm we could like open the door for a little flirting and like lower stakes kind of let's just you know see yeah. how this could go maybe mm -hmm. um so yeah that's yeah and then um at the end of may i uh, asked you on our first date Mm -hmm. um and it was perfect and mm -hmm. we we sat down and talked about whether um oh know, wait you skipped my birthday though do you want to tell that oh yeah yeah oh right yeah yeah oh i guess um uh so yeah because so by then um we were sort of like we weren't fooling around then were we 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 were like it was still like trying to be like just getting on with things or like mm. being friends and then you were really upset on your birthday your, your it'd been a weird year and all yeah. my friends had really left during covid and like you, my and, social group and and you were really she was really upset and uh you said uh oh like last year i was at the dragon fest dragon fest uh, no i was in nanjing no, oh, well, on a like, work trip but i was out for my birthday with some colleagues and yeah. eleanor and friends and and you were like oh and i kissed a guy it was really fun yeah, it was a fun night and, and it's fun night and then i was like oh you kissed a guy well i mean like what and i was like well it's your birthday now and like you know, I'm a guy. Like you could just make out with me if it makes you feel better. <laughs> and you're like, and and you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then we made out for the first time, and then we just made out all night. And then uh, 
even though and at that point like we, we even had friends that we knew or remote like sort of like like acquaintances oh, that yeah. took photos of us and then sent it to other people that we knew and they're like is this you and i'm like no don't <laughs> look like me that one no that's not me and rachel no um because i didn't want to blow it because i didn't know what to do next i'm like oh my god we're, we're actually making out now yeah and then, and then we went through a period of trying to keep it on the down low and we were not discreet. We were not on the down low. We were not discreet at all. Yeah. It was terrible. We'd be out and we're like, nobody could see us. And then we went to the um, that the uh, burlesque thing. Yeah. The, um, uh, the, uh, the, the ill-fated after dark uh, <laughs> opening night. And, um, uh, and then that's when we came out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, we just were, we were kissing a lot that night all yeah. over the place. And during the show making a ruckus in the back. yeah we were being so disruptful and obnoxious about it probably but yeah, came in, we started making out in like like in like a back corridor <laughs> and then we like pushed on a door and it was one of those secret doors that goes to a room and then it opened and then there was like a room of like chinese people just like looking <laughs> up at us saying shimmer they were like, what are you, what? What, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, sorry. Like, Ni hao. <laughs> Close yeah, the door. Yeah, don't mind us. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 And okay, so and then that happened. And then by then it was kind of like, okay, this is what we're doing for a while. You know, keep it casual. It was still it's a bit weird though, because I was like, I don't know about this. We still haven't really talked about it. I don't know how things are going. Maybe we should yeah. just end this. I don't want to be in this weird space where we're not sure. Uh, I don't know. But then, you know, actually, Eleanor, our co-host at the time, I think we, you and I were both talking to her a lot about it. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of just also shifted my mindset. I was like, no, I think we should just be all in on this, though. Like, if we do this, it can't be a little bit little. Like, it's yeah. got to be kind of like we're both kind of ready to jump into this and see how it can go. Um, and so. And then we went on our first date yeah. and it was perfect. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great first date. It was at Jaja Bistro. Yeah. You planned that. And yeah. it was great. We sat and talked and. Um, you wore that beautiful black dress. Yeah. Well, we took first photos of each other on that yeah. day. I still have that photo. Yeah, and, I've still got that photo. And then we went next door to a whiskey bar. Yeah. We had that guy. Like a cocktail. Yeah. Oh, yeah or yeah. actually they had some nice Baijo cocktails as well. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was nice. I quite like the plum wine in the first place. So, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. that was nice. Jaja Bistro. Yeah, shop. we should go back there actually soon. It's yeah, nice. we should. Um, and yeah, and that's our, and, th and then we started dating. And yeah. Then and then our, we were just kind of and the rest together. is history <laughs> yeah yeah and that's our love story so thanks there, for asking that there you go there you go okay question four okay how do you manage a business and relationship how do you balance what's dnc time and what's downtime just for you hmm um that's a good question i, I think guess... we touched a little bit on this with nico and jack's episode i think we shared a little bit but yeah, go back and listen to that one. Nico yeah, that Jack. one was yeah. good. Because they're a creative couple that work together in media as well. Yeah, but yeah, I think for us, yeah, what do you feel like? How do we balance the time? I guess, I guess, um, kind of. It's it's not so much knowing when to talk about uh, DNC because we can just both talk about it if we're uh, passionate about something or we've got something to discuss. It's more so. It's knowing when not to talk about DNC. <laughs> I think for that's what I've learned, and when um, when things just be should be just focused on us. Yeah. 
And sometimes we just need to focus on us when maybe things with DNC gets a little bit too stressful. And it's like, right, okay, we need to leave this, park this a little bit, and then um, we can come back to it, like give it another stab at like another conversation about DNC if the first one we weren't on the right page about it. You know, sometimes I have to catch up, mm. I feel, because you've, you, you might have already started thinking about things or whatever and then I'm playing catch up and then yeah I think we have different workflow and work ways ways that we actually function and work and yeah which has been <laughs> we've had to learn a curve. lot yeah. yeah it's been hard because you are taking into account this is not our full-time job this is not all we sit around and do all day we have other priorities we have life so we have had to learn how to balance and learn our working styles and when's the optimum time to have a meeting about dnc how to schedule how to plan things like we basically are operating a mini business together we are like coordinating media calls and interviews pre-interviews and media events. proposals events. Events. it's a lot like scheduling and, and priority time wise and i've learned you are very much about compartmentalizing your tasks and your projects yeah. you need to fully focus on the one thing at a time and you kind of block out everything else and say i'm going to focus on this and this is my time for this and then i'm going to move on to this next thing and whereas like i'm a bit more like fluid and like oh, I'm thinking, I'm focusing on this now, but I know like later today, I also need to be thinking or planning for this. Um, how do we prepare for that? Like, let me let me get ahead of my schedule and organize what I'm doing this way. Mm -hmm. And everything kind of blends into get together a little bit more. Um, and I've learned like, so I've threw a lot at you at different times and you weren't even doing DNC stuff. Maybe you were doing work stuff or life stuff. Um, and I would just be shooting ideas at you or stuff because I was in that mental space for it, but you were not there. You were focused on another task. Um, and you don't come in, in and out of it the way that I do. So I've had to learn a lot about working for that. And the yeah. same thing goes for our own like time together. Oh, like, yeah, let's put a hold on DNC stuff right now because i think we need to relax we need downtime we need to decompress and just eat dinner and watch a movie together or or something like that mm, mm. yeah so it's not always easy i think it's still a learning experience but i think we've figured that out a lot better now yeah i think you know we've gotten we've definitely gotten better at it i mean 2021 was difficult because we were doing events so much as well yeah and that was hard I think um, we also learned, you know, we have had so many great collaborators and friends who work with us, you know, and Eleanor and Bowie Dead in season two and, and Michelle and all that is so helpful. But it also is so different. We are we are dating each other. We are working together and then also trying to balance other working relationships all together. Sometimes that can put a stress on our own relationship that we've yeah. had to figure out how to handle. It's, so it's been less this season because it's just been us. We've streamlined it so that yeah. it's. And, you know, for us to have 100% control um, over mm. it together, mm. um, it's, and yeah, it's been better. It's been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been a lot of learning, right? Like, we've learned a lot. We were starting to date and things were taking off with DNC at the same time. So it's like, oh, learning about our own relationship too and our working relationship and our own needs yeah. outside the relationship. It was just so, a lot of conversations you know, things like that that have had to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the next question actually goes along with this. Do you ever have disagreements and what are they usually about? Um, do we ever have? I mean, yeah, I mean, we have plenty of disagreements. <laughs> we fight all the time. No, <laughs> um, I guess when it comes to DNC, we we've disagreed before about style and branding, yes. which <laughs> um, which can drive me particularly 
potty. You know, I can pull my hair out. Um, can you remember season two? Was it season two or three? Trying to get the look right for mm-hmm. the branding because we've we've changed the branding every season, but this season it it took a few go arounds to get it just right. Um, and it's not so much, I don't feel like I settle easy. You know, it's not as if like, I just do, I just design something or I get something back from a designer that we're working with. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Um, but I feel like you want to explore more options and that's, um, been frustrating to me in the past sometimes when I think it's, you know, cause ultimately you're only putting out one product. So people won't see options a, B, and, and D, if we, if we put out, you know, design C, um, then, then it looks great. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I'm very, very passionate about the branding as well and the marketing and the importance of the imagery. And that's what we've talked about as well. Like you're of course feeling very much a stress about those important things as well. I think we just feel it in different ways. And I think we went through it like, yes, a learning period to figure out what is our branding style and our style guide and what's our imagery and what's going to speak to people and what's going to catch their attention, all all those marketing questions. Um, And I think we also went through, (laughs) we love Michelle to death, but sometimes Michelle would also throw things at us that would just throw in the equation. Michelle, you know exactly what we're talking about too. (laughs) Yeah, can you remember that time we had a a stupid argument on price and I was just like incensed because it was such like a, like we don't need, this is not going to make or break the fucking event. It was like, she was like, let's make it like 66 quiet or something and, and we're like wait why 66 because like yeah you take it's into just, account there are a lot of things when you price an event you price a thing you have to like and we counter need to make some profit or something yeah, you know? yeah. And we, we need to, you pay to price that what are we yeah what are we paying what's a valuable price like, cost value things like that and then she's like oh i just think it's a fun number just, and, and people <laughs> and people look at events and they'll be like oh look you know that's a weird number and i'm like no nobody looks nobody's <laughs> gonna be look nobody nobody on god's green earth has looked at an event and said well why did you sign Unless up to that? Unless there are people I, who are well, like Michelle. The number was weird. I thought I better check this out. Like what's going <laughs> off? They've got funny pricing. Like this has got to be wild. You know, and then, you know, and that particular yeah, event. Yeah, like judging, yeah, this event's going to be amazing. Why? Because th- we the had price, two, did you see we the had, weird price? We had a two hour argument about that. And I, I think it was also for me, I didn't care so much about the number, but there was an image that was going to be a very produ- provocative, suggestive thing. And I already felt like as Date Night China, we've had yeah. a battle against this idea that people get because, of course, we're called Date Night China. People assume it's very much like about ooh, only for singles. It's for hookups. It's a very oh, raunchy. It's more salacious. And ra- I think yeah, the yeah, name yeah. already brings those things to mind. And I yeah. didn't want imagery associated with that. That would bring it. That would just sell that. And when this we, image did. It did. Oh, my God. It was a very suggestive image. Like it was like, <laughs> it no, was we can't have this and as like, the main marketing. Even when we do singles events, I don't want anything that suggestive you already know people can already use their imagination not looking for that generally. Yeah. yeah and a lot of our events aren't for singles we've already had to fight against that like a lot of our images uh need to be a bit more yeah it can't be that raunchy so i i think from that experience i was like a bit more steadfast moving forward that you know i want to be very you yeah. know aware of where our marketing's at especially in our audiences where we're hitting and the circles that we're in so and michelle's strengths were like managing and planning events and like you know getting shit done oh she's you know, amazing at all of marketing that. Oh not my gosh. so much you know um 
and I guess that was a learning curve at that point was like realizing that we may have different aesthetic tastes where yeah. I might like something a little bit more um, like bold or like, you know, bright colors, you know, uh, Michelle, that sort of imagery, you know, or something like, you know, a bit tongue in cheek, maybe sometimes literally. Um, <laughs> and it's just learning. It's like, yeah, we've got all these different tastes, but it's it's not appropriate for a brand that we want to, um, a, a, a respected brand that we want to build. Uh, so that was a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, those have been some tough. Uh, yeah, of, of course. But I think we've, yeah. Navigated them well, you mm. know. And, and now we don't have those conversations about marketing because, you know, once you do it once for one season, and I know going into season four, it's going to be a long discussion about what we do with the marketing. But once we get that out of the way, then that's set for the entire season. Like all the yeah. season marketing every episode is easy because it's just, yeah, you know, yeah, bang yeah. into Photoshop. It's not or restarting something. From yeah. Scratch and set, and same with the sound effects or like the, the, the intro music that you hear. You know, we've already made those big decisions. So it's almost like mm. a, cook, a cookie cutter. It's like a formula. Um, you just plug formula. in the new things. And exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's a headache that, that we have at the beginning while we're planning. But after that, it's generally fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, so how has Date Night China changed the way that you think about dating relationships? And how has running Date Night China together as a couple impacted your relationship? Um, well, because of our guests, you know, we get to see, you know, life um, and lifestyles that, that we don't have and, and views and approaches to relationships that we don't have also. So that's interesting because, you know, every every conversation is a thought experiment, you know, and you're asking questions because you're interested in how they deal with things. Um, and uh, so it's great to explore that in a, in a safe environment in a way, you know, and, and we ask questions about it and then we reflect, sorry, <laughs> we reflect on um, what the what those guests say and then we'll have a long discussion about it afterwards. And, you know, we still have discussions about guests. Yeah, um, we because, do. <laughs> yeah. You we know. talk a lot. We're like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about this thing again the other day. And, oh yeah, how did that work for them? And... Or if we see like, we see like a, a couple out in the street or like um, or a couple that we know, we was like, oh, you know, they should talk to the people that we had on episode, yeah. whatever. I think we've connected people that way though. Like we've been like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great guess. If you want to learn more about this, um, especially the, the polyamorous episodes. Um, I think we learned a lot and we, we even had some like side hangouts and dinners and stuff with them. Uh, Hayden and Kat, they're just wonderful people. And I think for us, you know, we're not in that kind of relationship. So it's interesting just to learn more about that. And then we had people reaching out like to learn more about polyamory and we were able to connect them with real people. And mm -hmm. we've had just lots of interesting conversations about that. Um, but about these other, you know, even intercultural couples or long distance couples, we're about to be long distance, not, not for real, but yeah. like just you do carry it with you. And I think in yeah. arguments, if, if we've had, you know, difficulties in our actual relationship, nothing to do with the podcast, um, even though it's hard not to conflate things sometimes. Um, you know, I, I think I've learned from the different people that we've been speaking to and you take that on board. I'm still going to respond how I want to respond and, and learn from our arguments. And so, okay, so talking mm. to talking this way or me responding like this is not 
helpful and you might need more from me or I need to change or I need to ask for more from you and I need to ask you to act like, you know, stop doing this because it doesn't, it's not inducive for like communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every person that we meet and talk about, um, especially it's the relationships, you know, the people that are single and talking about their, um, their stuff, you know, it's, I'm just, I just feel more like an interviewer, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's good for the podcast. I don't learn anything. I learn well, about their lives, I think but like there's some interesting things we have learned. Like even Rachel George talking about values. Oh, that's different because she's a life coach. You know. Yeah, yeah, true, true. That was a really true. good one, actually. But I, I have liked. I mean, whether you're single or in a relationship, um, I think people bring up interesting points about protecting their own values or independence. Um, mental but I see, health. When we did mental the mental health, health one, um, yeah, you know, and, and having the guys over doing the um, uh, male relationships and vulnerability. Yeah, that was yeah okay. So yeah, it's not just the relationships I learned from other other episodes too. Yeah. Um. So, and and it makes you reflect, doesn't it? You know, I think mm-hmm. the values one after that one, I really just I don't know. I just it just reminded me that me and you have got really similar values, and like mm-hmm. our likes have changed even during uh, the the couple of years that we've been together. Yeah. Do you feel like they have? Yeah, like as in like our like hobbies or like, you know, what mm. we're into or what we're focused on, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's changed for both of us. But, you know, our values, you know, um, like the person who you are, you are still that person, you know, you just grown. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that's the same for me. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything that you've just said. I, I think, um, you know, we had Morag and Valdu on and they were close friends of ours. And it was interesting. They met and got together a little bit before than we did during the pandemic time. Yeah. And it's been interesting. We've had other couple friends as well throughout this journey on the podcast and off the podcast. Um, but with Morag and Valdu especially, I've just really admired um, and seen how much they talked about money and financial goals. But also Morag's biggest thing was just saying like, we're on a team together. We're teammates. I'm in your corner. I support you. I've got you. And I always liked how she emphasized that. So like, even if you're having a little bit of a conflict or um, you're not agreeing or you're a little bit upset with each other about something, getting tiffy, you're like, you hurt my feelings and I feel this way and this way. It's such a good reminder to be like, no, we're on each other's teams. Like this, we, we can have little conflicts. We might have little disagreements or miscommunications, but at the end of the day, like, I'm your teammate and I'm in your corner and I've, you know, I've got you. True that. <laughs> yeah. True that. Um, that's kind of the next question as well. I just started thinking about it, but was what couples do you look up to the most or want your life to look like? Oh, I missed this question when we mm. were looking at this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a lot of respect for Voldu and Morag. Actually, I think that that couple, um, it's just great. And I guess maybe I'm more biased because I know them, you know what I mean? Like yeah. closely, you know, they're our closest friends. And But I just I think the way they've gone about dealing with the problems that they've had in the relationship and the communication and working on that and um, and the way that they've approached moving their lives forward and, and going through this really, you know, tumultuous time of, of, of leaving the home and, and finding a new one. You know, I think I've just got, the utmost respect for how they've gone about it. And it's been, you know, it's been great to see them go through it. It's almost like watching, like, it's like a blueprint, you know, it's like, oh, great. Okay. I'm going to, you know, I'm, mm. I'm taking lessons. I'm paying attention. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not just there as a friend. I'm paying attention. Yeah. It's more um, real than say like all these like maybe celebrity couples or, or couple goals, like things that you see that you don't know their real life. You don't know behind the scenes. Whereas like with our friends, the people around us, you actually get to see yeah. how do they solve problems? What's the real stuff going on yeah. and how do they make it work? And what do they do that's different than us? Maybe because that's that works for them, but maybe yeah. what works for us. Um, yeah. I think Hayden and Kat as well, I admire their level of honesty. They're very honest and they communicate and just that, a lot. Yeah, and the communication and the way that they do it. I just I just admire that a lot. Yeah, I agree. Are there any other couples that you look up to or admire or think about? Uh gee, on the because I missed this question, I can't think, you know, um on the spot. I mean the the ones that do long distance, um, you know, that's you know, it's good um uh to you know, factoring the challenges that they had. And I think, you know, we've, but we've talked about that a lot. Like the, what if like I go and then you go, or what if like one of us is locked out? Mm. So yeah, I mean, that's been, that's always been useful. And now I guess I might have to listen back to those episodes and and see what, see if there's any nuggets of wisdom that I missed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah. What about you? Um, Anymore? Yeah. I mean, our friends that we've seen go through this journey, um, and especially being in a place now, I think, it's you know uh, yeah being in this place after two or three years where we are in a more serious relationship and getting to watch other people go through this I've learned a lot like I've learned so much about relationships and watching other people um and I've talked to you a lot about this but there was a couple that I worked with before my current job you know with career china yeah oh yeah oh so these are just general couples okay well I've got one after this yeah yeah yeah. that's what it means it could be any couple um but it was Josh and Liz. I don't know if they listen to this podcast. Josh, you know, sometimes we keep what up with up, each other. What up, Josh and Liz? <laughs> um, but I don't know if I ever really got a chance to talk to them and tell them how much I really admired their relationship. Because uh, they were like the ultimate working together, traveling together, you know, doing all kinds of really interesting things together all around the world. Couple. They they balanced each other really well. They had different strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, one was a major marketing guru, like organized and, you know, so on it with strategy and all of this stuff. And then he was like very social and like um understood trends and like getting into people and like understanding the people. Um, so they were a great combination. And I just loved to see how they worked together. And what was she? She was the first one that I saw oh. the the strategy, the marketing guru, and he was oh. like with the people and oh right. But they yeah. both were really great with it. Like that's why they, they complimented each other. They could work together. They could have on different strengths and different um, things. And I, I loved. I don't even know if I realized at the time how much I was soaking in working with them, how much just watching them interact. I mean, the way that you talk about them, I I, I admire them too. The way that you talk about, <laughs> I talk to you about them a lot. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, like, and having that lifestyle, like moving forward, like yeah, um, they used to just that travel would be, around. They would the they dream. would pitch themselves to like hotels and different brands, and and just be like, yeah, let, here's how we can help your brand. And I just loved like how they pitched themselves and how they knew what they could offer to somebody, and um, you know, just the that courageousness to go out and do stuff together, um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just really liked seeing that. So that was a really kind of inspiring couple for me that I didn't even realize at the time fully because I was focused on my job and Beijing life and all of that. Um, But yeah, they're in the States now and uh, doing a different adventure. Well, Merry Christmas, Josh and Liz. Merry Christmas, you guys. Mm. And mine would be uh, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Mm, That is a couple They just seem fun. They do seem fun. Yeah. They just have a lot of fun together. Yeah. They seem fun. Next yeah. question. Next question. 
have you changed because of your partner? Have you changed them? How so? I've changed for the better. Yes. <laughs> Next question. Yep. What about you? <laughs> I mean, of course, I think in this question, of course you change with a person, I think, because you're you're growing into a life together or you're building a life together. You both have certain habits and customs, even the day to day life you're learning with somebody else. And um, I think that person is definitely going to have an impact on you. Uh, have I changed because of Nathan? Yeah, definitely. I, I think... <laughs> I think we bring out a really silly side of each other that I don't know if you always get to see on the podcast, but most of our conversations, just the two of us, especially lately, it's like a lot of silly time, a lot of just like hanging out with each other, singing weird songs and making up weird language. I think you bring out a really si like silly side of me and a really funny side of me. You're so funny. And I think you have such great wit, great timing. You're very... Um, you know, light up a room kind of person. And I think I've learned a lot about your British humor and it's kind of rubbed off on me. <laughs> well, um, oh, thanks, man. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, I think you do. Like, I think if you commit to a relationship and you're serious about it, you, you do change and change hopefully is a good thing and it's natural and it's, you know, um, it's couples that we've seen where, changes either reluctant or not happening at all and that's when you're in a danger zone territory because you know it's you know it's not going to work if you're not willing to change um but i think you've changed me i think any sort of good partner you you always want to be the best version of you but also accept the the times where you may fall down or fail or you don't hit the target you know what i was thinking the other day actually is uh, so recently um, I've lost a little bit of weight, only a little bit, but it's helped, it's boosted my self-esteem and I'm really glad. And I realized at times when I was down, when I was at my heaviest and like we, we may be getting intimate and I'd have to stop or I'm getting really serious now, or I might avoid to, um, because I felt like self-conscious about like how I looked and I wasn't happy with it. And I didn't want anybody else to see me, not even you. Um, and even though I've lost a little bit of weight or I've looked, you know, I've, you know, worked on my body image a little bit more recently and I'm happy with how that's going. I realized the other day that you've, you still treat me the same, you know, it, and, and that, I mean that in a good way, you know, as in like you like, the way that you looked at me then is the same way that you look at me now, and, you know, and, and I just thought, wow, that's can made me feel bad. Cause I was, when, if anybody struggles with their image or like the weight, when they get in a good place, like the, the, as soon as you get good and stable for a little while, you'll start to have those nagging thoughts of, okay, when is it going to change back? And when am I going to fall off the wagon and, and sort of just, just blown up again and whatever. Um, and I thought about you in that moment and it just made me feel better knowing that you accept me however I look, you know what I mean? Like it's, you've never felt made me feel like that's important. It's me that makes it important, not mm. you. Um, and also, um, you know, you highlight when we like argue or if we have difficult times, you know, it highlights to me just how to be, uh, more compassionate or a better person because, you know, I might not be happy with, with the way that I've carried myself or I can get grumpy or I can get, <laughs> you know, I can get sharp tempered at times. 
And it's just a, like a mirror reflecting sometimes in a relationship, you know, the other person's like a mirror and it can reflect, you know, the good things and the bad things. And I mm-hmm. think it's nice to look at the good, the bad things also just to, just to keep you on track and trying to be like a, a good version of you. You know, you don't always get it right, but yeah. You know. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree with all of that. Cause I've had my own insecurities as well and bringing that to you. And I'm, I think we're also very different people with our, you know, you do go through low periods for yourself or, you know, with life and, and when you, feel frustrated or angry or anxious. I think you learn a lot about each other and how you respond to certain situations. And I tend to be a more, I'm a very sensitive, emotional person. And I, I lean more if I'm going to get agitated or something, I lean very anxious. Whereas like, I think for you, you don't get anxious. I think your natural response might be a little bit more like more frustrated or angry. Like we have different kinds of emotions that might come out in a situation. Mm -hmm. And I think learning how we can respond to each other or help each other along, what's the best way to help somebody. Um, Also like I I read a great quote the other day that I think about all the time is like when somebody brings a problem or a frustration to you and it's not like about you, it's just about something like, are they asking you to just listen or, or are they actually asking for a solution? And I think that's a huge thing as well. Sometimes you just need to vent to your partner if it's not about your own conflict. If it's you, just you let me vent else. a lot, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And sometimes I'll ask you, it's like, oh my god, I must be boring you to tears, and I and I'll stop because I was like, I'm sorry, I'm talking about this again, and you're always like, no, 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 it's fine, keep going. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> fine. I'm always happy to listen to you vent, and you're you let me like, you know, cry or be emotional. Like the other the other week when our friends were leaving, when Morag and Baldy left, I was so emotional that week. It was a lot going off with with life, with COVID, with lockdowns, our friends leaving. And like you were talking to me about something and I was just sitting on the couch, like, I don't know, just couldn't listen. I don't know. I Then I just got up and walked and crawled into bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were just like so sweet. Like, and I started crying. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. It was the second time I cried that day. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've never been like, why are you crying? You were just, you crawled into bed and you were like, can I hug you? And I was like, yeah, I need a hug. <laughs> and that's, you know, like, that's what I need sometimes. You just need to like, I was like, I just need a good cry. I just need to let it out. And I, you know, we're saying goodbye to our friends tonight and taking them to the airport. And I don't know, I'm getting emotional now thinking about it. But like, I, you know, I appreciate your support in, yeah. in just letting I mean, me <laughs> let it out. That's been a learning curve because like, <laughs> I've like generally in relationships, I'm the sensitive soul. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm a sensitive guy. You know what I mean? So to be with somebody that like outdoes you. <laughs> on the sensitivity yeah that has been hard yeah not that i need to be the sensitive one it's not that it's just it's a that different shift. i feel like i've got a capacity for sensitivity you have you have shown me that <laughs> you have shown me that i i can push that <laughs> and uh and i i've had to you know so that's been something mm. um yeah yeah um yeah i think we've learned a lot from each other yeah yeah um okay so next question yeah mm-hmm. uh what's up next for dnc in 2023 what are your plans season four baby yeah yeah season four so that's it okay no <laughs> season four i mean yeah we're just gonna carry on yeah so i mean first 
in the next few months, I guess what's up ahead is, yeah, Nathan's going to go to the UK. I'm going to be going to the States. It's been three years. We haven't gone home. We haven't seen our family. So we're just ready for that the way that a lot of people are. We're ready for a break mentally, physically from China, just some space and distance. Emotionally. I need some emotional distance (laughs) from China. It's, It's not. It's not us. It's them. Actually, yeah. <laughs> we need space from China. <laughs> I'm yeah. I think especially 2022 has been more particularly hard. I think it's for been us. way harder 2022. But we've been so lucky and so grateful. We say this all the time. For the past few years, we've been healthy. We've had jobs, but there yeah. still is an emotional weight and anxiousness and uncertainty that kind of weighs around you during this time and the recent lockdowns. And it's just going to be nice to go home, spend time with our families, and, and have it. a and break, just, and just to have some familiarity and and just to you know. Really recharge time. Yeah, recharge and just like connect to roots that make us who we are that brought us here. You know, I'm I'm exceptionally grateful to China and to mm-hmm. my employer and mm-hmm. uh, to the opportunities and the life that we live here. And and uh, the fact that I, we have been safe, you know, things are ramping up now because restrictions are easing, but we've been protected. We've been very, very lucky. Yeah, so I feel grateful. exceptionally fortunate and but it doesn't change the fact uh, that my family's in the West. There are a lot, mm. a lot of people that I love are in the West, and we haven't seen them. In and a I long need time. to, go, you know, and and that's not what I signed up for. You know, I I need mm. to see my family, and hopefully, this is the first of many reunions. Now that things are easy, and I hope twenty twenty three is, uh, you know, I can go back now and I can go back again, and it can just be a more regular thing like it was pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. But season yeah. four. When we get back to China, it's season four. Yeah. I think we have some goals. Like we mentioned earlier, there's some topics. There's there's always people that we're looking to reach out and to have more diversity. Like we we really appreciated with season three. We had time and space to reach out to lots of different people, expand our topics and talk about more things because we had more episodes that we could do. Um, and I definitely want to do more of that. I don't I, I think for me it's not about specific topics, but I really enjoyed when we had certain experts and guests on like you know rachel george the therapist uh-huh. we also had dr runza ding on um, who studied Kendall-X. like yeah porn and stuff so i think it's been really cool to reach out to people who have some expertise on fields about relationships and communities in china um of course keeping our same feeling and vibe though if the you know people you encounter in everyday life you know the pub chats you might have with close friends uh so yeah i think we're going to be doing some talking about that later though and strategizing more but i think there's a lot more that we could talk about with season four yeah and and hopefully more events because our events are you know we've built a community over the past three years and people you know, uh, look forward to our, I mean, I say that, um, uh, but people do look forward to our events and we, we work yeah. hard to do fun events where people can socialize and mingle. It's not just about, um, oh, if you're single, come to this event, you know, now we've more switched to helping people build friendships and find communities and mm. common interests and, mm. and go do an activity, you know, with the bowling event that we, you know, have done or trivia or scavenger hunts or whatever it might be, it's an opportunity that, that people can make friends. And, and yeah, we have more specific things like singles nights or blind dating, mm. or uh, you, we might have the secret cinema where you could bring a date. But, you know, it's a lot more wholesome than people um, think, you know, if they don't know anything about dating out China, they think, oh, it must be an event where <laughs> people are doing all, all manner of 
things. But uh, it's really not. It's really been a, a wonderful um, way to build a community in China. And, and I'm really looking forward to getting that back. Me too. I, I really hope with season four and, and even just our events, it was a hard year this year. We only had, I mean, we, I think we did probably a third of the events we had done in 2021 because yeah. it was so difficult with the soft lockdowns and we had, we had launched an event in Shanghai. We were really looking forward to expanding that more. And it's been kind of a total shift because Michelle left. Um, and our time and energy is also very valuable and limited as well that the idea of expanding to new cities we've had so many people ask about that but we've had to be very realistic especially mm -hmm. this year about what we can actually capably do um but i'm hoping at least in beijing we can revamp and get back to that place where we do more yeah we did events. we did one uh blind day a very <laughs> successful blind day great. in shanghai yeah but and then, then and maybe two shanghai weeks two weeks lockdown. later it went into lockdown it's like right okay we're gonna put that on the back burner <laughs> but also we should give a shout out actually because the events that we have done this year we've had wonderful support from our volunteers and it's been a lovely bunch of people and we just want to mm. say thank you to them for helping us out with the events and uh it's been wonderful that, that they've wanted to give their time to what we do because they believe in, in what we do as well. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to them. Yeah. Shout out to our DNC volunteers. Thank Woo. you for reaching out and, and being willing to step up and, and help when we throw things at you and yeah. ask you to Actually, join. Actually, some uh, uh, DNC media volunteers, you know, help with the video or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Molly, actually, yes, to help. She's helped translate. Yeah, Molly's been amazing. Yeah, so um, yeah. a guest that was on episode two of this season. Yeah. Um, and she helps out with the videos, and that has been Oh, it's been so good yeah. to have that sort of help. So thank you, Molly. Uh, but uh, maybe a few more people to help out. Uh, you know, if you've got media experience, get in touch. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows? It's crazy. <laughs> it's wow. crazy. Uh, okay, last question. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone starting a podcast in China? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um just do it. You just got to do it. You know, like the, the way that we started, you know, when we, we met that night that we told you earlier in this episode, uh, and then we said, right, we'll just come round and we'll just start talking. That's exactly how we started. And now we've gone on to what's three seasons, um, uh, lots of events, really good relationships with bars and restaurants across the city. Uh, shared in the top 10% on Spotify. Yep. And uh, <laughs> we've got, you know, a huge community that is very dedicated and very lovely bunch of people that we've built because of Date Night China. Um, and but don't be and we've raised money as well because yeah. of it as well. We've helped charities as well. And that wasn't our starting goal, right? We didn't mean to do any of mm. that stuff. All we meant to do was meet for that Friday night and sit in a kitchen with a laptop recording with a glass of wine and just talk. And so if anybody wants to start, my advice is to just do it. Yeah. I, I think also don't worry and expand your mind about like, oh my God, it, it seems like I need to do so much. How am I going to launch things? Yeah. How do I do this? How do I do that? Um, take it a step at a time and just launch it first. There's yeah. going to be time to figure things out. Like, and you're going to find your voice along the way too. like, it's not always going to be perfect or exactly how you planned it to be. But we, you know, we've had a few friends even recently who reached out about starting a podcast and just don't be afraid to take that first step. You're going to yeah. keep thinking about it and keep thinking about it. And you're going to like think about it to death. And I think you, the first step is actually just do it, launch it, 
figure it out and you'll, you're going to be okay. You're going to navigate it along the way and it's going to be fun. And keep remember, and, and even things like, you know, the way that our posters used to look for, yeah. for, the, for every yeah. episode. Oh my word. Yeah, we Completely went through a different. lot. Yeah, we went through a lot of iterations and getting better tech um, and upgrading different kind of things and finding our brand and our voice and our style. And, and all that stuff just came from watching tutorials. You know, if you start doing a podcast. Everything is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. you know, or, or there's, a, there's a blog out there or somebody's already done it, you know. You, you don't need to have any of the knowledge actually you can just start and then you'll learn what you know it's you learn through necessities like you don't know something find that out and then you build on that and then a lot of the equipment uh, if you live in china then you know special deal days like mm-hmm. you know the 11 11 sales on taobao or jd mm-hmm. um can help you invest in some stuff that can boost your production levels. And we collaborate with other people as well, like graphic designers, photographers. That helps uh, as well, but it's still a small team. Um, and anything that we don't know now, if it comes up, we will learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's, that's my advice. Yeah, I agree. Great. Well, thank you ever so much for listening yeah. to season three, our longest season yet. I'm, I'm so proud of it. I hope you've enjoyed being with us on this journey and i hope you come back for season four yeah thanks for listening you guys happy holidays happy holidays merry christmas <laughs> merry christmas and uh and uh yeah it's gonna, be the year, it's gonna be the year of the rabbit when we come back did you know that Ooh, um yes i did mm. yeah. um but anyways guys take care and we'll see you guys next season bye, bye.